Hello and welcome, friends, to Session Zero of our Beam Saber mini-campaign titled Godzilla, King of the Cosmos. I'm Sergio, your Game Master, and with me today is an incredible cast of role players, and together we will be assembling the final building blocks to our Beam Saber game. I'm going to go ahead and let the players introduce themselves and where you can find them. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Allison, or Insight Checked. Uh, you can find me on most social platforms, distributed now widely across the internet. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm really excited to play with y'all. Hello, I'm Daryl Dorsey. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Underscore Daryl Dorsey, or somewhere doing weird stuff on Twitch at Daryl Sucks at Gaming. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I also am excited to play this game. Hello, I'm Zakia. You can find me everywhere it matters at Zach the Drak, Z-A-K-T-H-E-D-R-A-K. I make everything that you see happening here and other cool things like art. There it is. I make art. And I believe that's all I've been asked to say. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Caleb James Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Ginsburg Song. Uh, you can also find me here at Mayday and everything that we make. Uh, most notably, I run our Vampire the Masquerade game called Vegas by Night, which we're looking to produce a second season later this year. So hopefully you can uh, drop in. Um, and uh, I'm excited to get started here. I'm really excited to kill Godzilla. Impossible. Not going to happen. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, you know, the whole thing about Beam Saber and these Blades in the Dark games is you guys do have a lot of control over the narrative, so... The entire narrative is Kill Godzilla, and it will happen. <laughs> We've said it now, so... We're shooting for session one, dead lizard. Like, let's yeah. wrap this thing in one right. episode and call it done. I, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> well, we are going to be using the game system Beam Saber, which is a hack of the Forged in the Dark system. If you've ever played Blades in the Dark, then you will be able to follow along just fine. But if you've never played Blades in the Dark, that's okay. Uh, this is just a kind of great little mechanic system that threads the needle between narrative-focused gameplay using flashbacks, and we also implement clocks that gauge success and failure, and there are some really cool, fun abilities that all of the players have that make them feel like in Blades and Dark, skilled criminals, and in Beam Saber, badass mecha jockeys. In Forged in the Dark Games, players have just as much influence, like I said, over the narrative. So naturally, I had to employ four other players with killer Game Master instincts. Today, we are going to be introducing the characters, making some connections between them, and then choosing our squad playbook. It should be a really fun session zero to get to know who we will be going on this epic kaiju sci-fi action adventure with. So... What kind of Beam Saber game are we playing? If you've noticed my shirt, I have a little Mecha Godzilla there. Godzilla's in the shadow there. But anyway, um, it, we are playing a Godzilla-focused Mecha game. We won't be using Beam Saber's vanilla setting, but I believe the setting that we will be designing today will work as a dramatic replacement. I want you all to be thinking Godzilla meets Mad Max Fury Road, and then they have a threesome with Pacific Rim. Mm. D does that paint the right picture? Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm a great. little hot just thinking about it. <laughs> so what is this setting? Well, let me explain. It is the year 
2024. And since the 1950s, mankind has been waging a losing war against the radioactive menace himself, Godzilla. After some atomic testing woke him from the depths of the Pacific, he has been on an unstoppable rampage ever since. Generations have been living with Godzilla. If Godzilla's been there, you can bet it's now an irradiated wasteland. And if humanity has fought him on that spot, you will find only a desert of glass remains. In time, the economies collapsed, the nations ended, and society changed. Our story will take place in the West, where the refugees of North and South America have rebuilt a city deep inside the Rocky Mountains called Altatopia. Pun completely intended. In our desperate bid to find a way to stop Godzilla, Altatopians devoted themselves to advancing their military might. When we learned Godzilla fed on nuclear energy, we abandoned it. In its place came fusion energy and advanced robotics. Large mechanical all-terrain vehicles dubbed Mecha were designed and piloted by trained jockeys. While the Mecha Battalion, dubbed G-Force, is regularly set upon Godzilla, mission objectives for decades have simply been to keep him at bay because there is no stopping him. You can distract him, you can thwart his movement, but best case, he tires of you and retreats back to the boiling, poisoned oceans he calls home. Keeping Godzilla from precious Altatopia has always been the win. In time, these mecha pilots known as jockeys became like celebrities, especially the ones who came back from facing off with Godzilla more than once. Our story centers around a squad of four jockeys left to defend Altatopia in its final months of enacting the Great Plan a multi-generational goal to move humanity off of our dying Earth and migrate us to a new planet. This great plan is led by the military oligarchy known as the Summit, and these guys are your bosses. Our four jockeys will be participating in a pivotal moment in human history that may define whether the human race are able to finally defeat Godzilla or be destroyed by him. This is Godzilla King of the Cosmos. Does that excite you guys? Do you feel like this is the kind of game you want to play? Oh, I'm fucking hyped. Oh, I'm so in it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go kill to war. this damn lizard. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's ready for war. Well, let's talk a little bit about our expectations and our tone, and we'll get into a little bit of our safety discussion. You can expect lots of mecha violence. Like I said, kaiju violence, human violence if you get out of your mecha, and the usual types of themes and imagery found in a dark action and sci-fi setting. I'd, I'd say this is kind of a light R, more of a PG-13 rating. We have discussed our lines and veils off camera for this game, so I won't go into detail here about it. But uh, for everyone in our audience, you can be sure that if it's in the game, it's because we have agreed to it at the table. Even though the setting has some high stakes, I cited Mad Max as an influence and Obviously, humanity's fate hangs in the balance. Um, I asked you all to make rather epic, bombastic characters that fit this this kaiju genre. And I think it's time to meet you guys now. So I'd like you to give me your call sign and then walk us through your history, your tragedy, and what your opening might look like. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I'd like you all to meet uh, Carol, Dreamlink, Worth, 
some people call her Brain Link or Brain. Um, but Dream Link is like her preferred call sign. Um, but she'll respond to Brain. Uh, Carol is uh, an older woman in her mid 50s. Um, she's got short blonde hair that uh, keeps going from shorn to grown out and frazzled to shorn again. Uh, she has a scar pretty prominent that's across her nose and both cheeks from where her visor slammed down into her uh, face, mid face area <laughs> during a training accident. And so it's just kind of like a, a large divot there. Um, she's very twitchy. She's got kind of restless mannerisms, often seen chewing on a toothpick, uh, often seen like her, her signature is rolling up her sleeves and then immediately like rolling them back down again. Um, she is obsessed with Godzilla. I would say that is her primary quality uh, to the point where you'll see her collecting memorabilia. She draws him on everything she owns. Um, she also hates him. So it's like a very... Uh, love-hate relationship except the love comes in the form of slight obsession and the hate comes in the form of trying to kill him regularly so on the field you'll both take uh, brain or dream link as your call sign yeah I feel like if there's superiors if there's like a logbook of it somewhere dream link is the, uh, the my little pony version and then brain is just the unfettered this is actually who she is, call sign. We honor cutie marks in this game. We're just going to say that <laughs> out loud. <laughs> so. Uh, Incredible. So, you know, we have the the initial impression of her. What is her history, tragedy, and opening? Yeah, so um, her tragedy, I'll start there. It happened when she was younger. Um, so her entire neighborhood, unfortunately, was leveled by Godzilla. Single footprint. Um they thought they were safe. They were pretty inland. And there was a nearby retention pond. And one day the surface was quaking and the water levels rose and found his way in the middle of a cornfield, essentially, and leveled this small, at the time, inland-ish town. Um, at the time, Carol was young. She, you know, picture her running out to see this large foot stomping down on her and everything she loved and uh, happened to be just fitting right in between Godzilla's toes, just exclusively her uh, looking up and seeing that foot move away. And her tragedy is she lost everything that day. And so um, ever since then, she's been searching for revenge. However, ever since then, she also finds herself oddly connected to the beast. Um, and so her history, let's see. History would basically be what happened before the tragedy, which isn't necessarily something we have to go into. Uh, but your opening uh, would be something like, what, what is kind of the opening image? What has gotten them to where they are today as a member of G-Force? Yeah, so she um, believes that she that day was spared due to her psychic connection with Godzilla. And ever since then, she claims that she has some sort of psychic link or... Um, ability to register his emotions, kind of she tries to convince you she knows exactly what he's thinking at any given time. Um, she'll be doodling and looks up and, you know, lets you know that he's just past wind uh, somewhere over the Pacific. Uh, so, yeah, Carol rides the line between people not believing her and kind of writing her off, but there have been some weird coincidences where some people wonder 
Um, she dreams of Godzilla regularly, and uh, that's where her call sign comes from, and that she kind of believes that she has these visions of the beast. Love it. Uh, yeah, so maybe your your part of your opening is that you're you were driven to get into G Force to be a part of it and to get close to handling Godzilla. Yeah, definitely. Um, she believes it's she's she's not sure kind of how the link is there to help or hinder her, but she wants to use it as a weapon. So she absolutely tries to leverage it that way. Considering what a natural disaster Godzilla is, I bet they would monitor his farts. You know, because I mean, a bad enough downstream could take out a whole it's continent, over. you know? It's over. Allison, exactly. thank you for being the guinea pig for this opening. You've done a wonderful job. Could you cite what Carol's current drive is? Yeah, so um, I have a, a small one and, and I have a big one. I don't... Can I have That's, multiple? Yeah, I think so. So the small one is she has to do these weekly ruse tests. Um, I don't know. You could probably speak to what those are. I feel like they're kind of like psych evals in a way. Basically. Um, and so she really wants to pass this next one and go out on this mission. It's important to her. She has gotten a little bit down the rabbit hole with some of the things she says during the test. So she's really been practicing to keep keep a hold of herself and during this one. Um, she was benched, I think, a couple weeks ago because she was just saying this like off the charts, wildly problematic stuff. Um, so she's really hoping to pass this one. Like, did uh, Carol get canceled or are we just talking like saying things about Godzilla? <laughs> about Godzilla. Like to the oh point where they're God. like, they're like, Carol, we know you, we, you've done great things. Like we know that you have sometimes been able to locate him with like a 50-50 ratio. And we're, we really can't scientifically prove that you can or cannot talk to or, you know, link with Godzilla. But like, please We'd like stop. you to stop. Yeah, yeah please stop. <laughs> Slow your well, roll. This is, this is good because it does play into the lore of our world, which is that there are factions that believe Godzilla is more than just some kind of atomic monster, that there is almost a religious component to it. So your words could definitely bench you. And, and so I like this idea. And maybe this will work as an opening image when we actually play our game, is we meet Carol as she's about to do that ruse test. Amazing. And then, yeah, her bigger one is, of course, probably what everyone wants to kill the creature that took away her, what she considers an alternate life. Um, so, sure, maybe in another quantum universe, you were happy. Yep. <laughs> okay, I love Carol Dreamlink Worth. This is so cool. Um, I think that's where we'll stop with you for now. We'll come back to you once we've introduced everyone else. But let's go right to Daryl. Daryl, can you introduce your character? Give us their call sign and talk about their history, their tragedy, and their opening. Um, yeah, uh, so I came up with Ty Walters. His call sign is The Judge. Um, a bit of his history is that uh, he was actually living in one of the last bastions outside of these these big... Uh, uh, basically, Altitopia. I can't pronounce it. Altitopia. <laughs> Altitopia. Yeah, <laughs> one of the last, like one of the last uh, little uh, holdouts from right. joining, essentially, uh, where and it was purely out of hubris that this place did not join Altitopia, and a little bit of that is the reason why he is the way he is. While he was there, he was still pretty much operating a normal job as what is akin to a lawyer as much as law and order goes 
in the world corrupted by uh, Godzilla. Um, and his tragedy would be that that hubris came before the literal fall of his law offices in which Godzilla just made its way through crushing his law office and he was in the building at the time like He's... along with the other people in his law office and he was the only survivor like he he survived purely by a stroke of luck and the fact that he was the most in shape of the, of the group like he was the young he was the youngest lawyer there so he like he actually took care of himself like it was him and a bunch of literal fat cats damn near maybe so, a bunch of law books saved you they all kind of yep, created a uh, cave like yeah he was in the filing room he was in a filing room and the filing room like saved his life yeah uh, I, I love that Godzilla just said screw maritime law I'm, I'm yep, go it wasn't just it was it was a lot of other things but for him it was in his mind specifically oh he came at me and I don't like to lose I see so so that was our tragedy and then how do yeah. we open with uh, Ty because of how great I, I love Allison's just now and just who I know Ty to be he's a he's a manipulator he's a he's a game player he would definitely want someone like her to stick around because if it gets him closer to him getting a little bit of that petty revenge, because it's pure pettiness, it's not hatred, it's not like, oh, it, oh, I need to get my get back. It was like, I was in that building and this person's been 50-50 on whether or not they can find them. I'm one of the last people here in Altatopia now that's, that's a jockey. I need her to pass this test. I think he would definitely be trying to grease the wheels behind the scenes. Oh, interesting. To get her to make sure she passes, no matter what happens. Like, yeah, she's been cramming, but little does she know, I've been like waiting in the winds. It's like, I like her and I need her. Who do I have to bribe? I, I would <laughs> also great. like it if um, Carol thinks they share a bond, like soul survivors of their own tragedy but she doesn't understand that it's pettiness for you and so like really thinks that you share the same deep emotions about your your losses so you're saying Ty is a spiteful hater that's what it comes down to <laughs> yeah that's so good yeah. <laughs> there's a running theme of haters in this group <laughs> yeah I mean Godzilla definitely attracts a lot of haters so it makes total sense there's right? also a running theme of all of our tragedies being Godzilla stepped on us <laughs> guys I'm really worried because in two characters we're gonna learn somebody else got stepped on <laughs> I like, kept stepping on us and walking. no sit down through our session zero we will find nuances between these tales I believe <laughs> It was a specifically it was a tail whip. It wasn't a yeah, stop. Okay. Yeah, that's so, the difference. Okay. It was a tail whip. We all pick different parts of the body that Godzilla used to ruin our hometown. I called I called Toe Jam. Called the toe, she called the Toe Jam. Daryl called the tail. There's okay. actually a really hilarious moment in a Godzilla movie where Godzilla is walking by a hospital and there's one girl with her leg in a cast and she's watching Godzilla walk away and he disappears from the the window and uh -huh. she, she sighs and then his tail comes in and smashes the hospital and destroys it it's amazing that's incredible 
All right, we've got Daryl and we've got Allison. Let's move on to Zach. Zach, talk to me about your jockey. Okay, uh, my character's name is Sabi Rousseau. Uh, they, them, they are a hacker. Uh, their history is um, they were a sort of activist, uh, specifically around ARC, which is basically in the game like, like sci-fi illusion magic that's used in, in like mech fights. Like holographic magic, or excuse me, holographic technology. And and yeah, you guys as jockeys use it to pilot the mechs. Yeah, uh, so that that's their whole bag. They've always been very, very good at it. Um, but they, they used, um, there's a, a type of thing in the game called, oh, I can't remember the name, but basically it is like a, a an effect that happens when you are overexposed to it. Um, and they found a way to use that to create uh, a way to monitor stress levels for pilots um, and voluntarily trigger this to help them recover and gain control over uh, an environment. Um, they they use this this strategy. They sold it to the military as long as like they were kind of on the on the team and sort of marketed it as the ruse test. Um, so that's <laughs> that's them. I love it. I love that you kind of added this element to the world, helped add some lore building. Obviously, now all the pilots have to deal with ruse tests and staying sane and fighting off, you know, wh whatever kind of paranoia that could arise from lack of sleep or too much stress. Um, talk about the uh, her, what is Sebi's tragedy and what kind of brought them to G-Force? Yeah, so their tragedy is that um, this, this test was super popular, uh, but it became used to sort of... Um, like if a pilot had failed the ruse test, the government or whatever association they were a part of kind of had the permission to do whatever they wanted with them because they were kind of a useless pilot. Uh, and that has led to a bunch of corruption. Uh, their tragedy is being aware of this, trying to stop it and it not working at all. The only thing that they were able to do is sort of break this news, like leak it. And it didn't, I don't, it's, it's done sort of mixed success there. Uh, but they were immediately cut from their own project and like lost clearance. And they're kind of in the middle of nowhere now. But you're just too damn good of a jockey, huh? Because obviously they you must be so good they bring you into G-Force. Yes. So in this time, um, my character is a... They, <laughs> they get really into rock climbing. <laughs> I will say Godzilla didn't step on them. <laughs> or... or <laughs> Yeah, this is Sabi might actually be one of the only ones that is not particularly obsessed with Godzilla. Yeah, they're like, I have never seen Godzilla. Uh, I, I've heard it's very scary. Uh, <laughs> I work with people who know that for a fact. Uh, but they are really into <laughs> rock climbing and have sort of combined the two by climbing mechs and like uploading these. Like, have you seen those videos of people walking through trails? and they like, you can buy those videos. That's what Sebi does now, is they climb mechs and sell these as like VR, AR experiences and like upload Love them it. to a server. Uh, but that's their opening. <laughs> Find them with like a GoPro strapped to their head and <laughs> they're just climbing old mechs. Uh, but their drive is to eventually delete the ruse test from existence uh, and or get revenge for the troops. <laughs> and I'll leave that open to interpretation. I love it. Amazing. What is uh, Sabi's call sign? Oh, Ruse. Ruse. Love it. These call signs are cool. 
And then last but never least, Caleb, why don't you talk to us about your Beam Saber Jockey? Okay, uh, so I'm playing with the playbook of the Ace, uh, and his name is Roosevelt, call sign Mayor Freeman. Uh, his pronouns are he, him, but he also goes by freedom. Um, he is like, a, is that his, uh, his gender or just freedom free slash dumb? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, he was a former NASCAR driver where he was, uh, a 14 time winning NASCAR cup, uh, legendary driver. Um, and he was conscripted into G force because of his lovely piloting skills. And on a routine scouting mission, ran into Godzilla and survived. And in a very vocal press conference, he talked extensively about how well he survived hmm. and how he essentially beat Godzilla. He moved on from this point of view to go back to his hometown of Moose Creek, Nevada, and become the actual mayor of the town where his call sign comes from now. He retired to politics and essentially retreated from piloting and from driving only to have Godzilla exact revenge in his mind. And I, originally it was his foot, and but that's been taken. So Godzilla headbutted Moose Creek <laughs> and destroyed it, effectively eroding it into the Western Sea and setting Moose Creek to the ocean. I am um, now assigning Godzilla's headbutt as a level three um, damage. <laughs> That's your tragedy, is that it was headbutted by Godzilla, is that right? Yeah, okay. and eroded to the sea. Um, and so Roosevelt came out of retirement, took the call sign mayor, joined back up with G-Force, took his fairest lane model 2020 Hasselback V12 car from his NASCAR days, used his engineering ability to uh, retrofit it into a, new, a newest generation mech mm -hmm. and has sworn through his drive to take his car and drive it through Godzilla's fucking face. Now, from a mechanical standpoint, he is looking for retribution against Godzilla in the form of a fair death for either him or Godzilla. Because in his belief, Godzilla took Moose Creek personally after watching his press conference. <laughs> he was watching his TV down at the bottom of the Pacific and exactly. saw it. And heard me talking shit mm -hmm. and took Moose Creek from me. Did you, now, combine, did you combine Ricky Bobby and Megas XLR? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. I'm down with it. <laughs> I, I think it works so well because the second you said your call sign is Judge, I'm like, it only makes sense <laughs> the though, the buddies. It only makes sense. The mayor and the judge. The, state the mayor thing. and the judge. Uh, what? Is, so we've got your call sign. I'm just making sure we've got our tragedy and the opening. So, so we, I guess your opening is you join G Force, rebuild your mech. What yeah. might be the opening image if we were to start our game? I think, how would you like to be seen? I think it's another press conference. I think okay. that um, rather than being offered a ruse test, uh, uh, I think Roosevelt for forgoed it completely. Was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Give me a camera, and he sat down in front of you know as many cameras as he could, and basically like Babe Ruth is calling his shot, <laughs> saying, "Hey, this is it. I trained up. The car's ready. Godzilla's fucking dying. Yeah. Let's go." Yeah. Peace Love out. It. 
I love the idea of the car being like the beating heart of the mech. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you see the the bumper just in the middle of the chest. Yes, absolutely. You can see like the the entire front of the the car makes up a lot of the the outside of the mech, and it is of course NASCAR sponsored. There are all of my sponsors across all of this, as well as the the national, well, I guess not national flag, the mayoral flag of Moose Creek, Nevada, running off the side, and an American flag pierced into the back of his uh, his mech there. Gorgeous, like a like a drape, like a, a uh, yeah, you shawl know those like very annoying big pickup trucks that drive around Southern California with the two <laughs> massive American flags flying in the back and you're like how is that safe to drive with that's what I'm that's what I'm rolling with okay. got it okay so we have defined our drives along with all of our characters let's build some connections between everybody and one of the ways we do this is we talk about what your beliefs are about each other some of you have beliefs about each other that are correct. Some of them are completely incorrect. But I think it's time that we go one at a time in the same order, uh, starting with Allison. Let's have you say what you think is Carol's belief about Roosevelt, Ty, and Sabi. I think that Carol, I, I alluded to this earlier, but I think that Carol like trusts Ty implicitly. Um, because she sees them as having a shared trauma and frequently tries to bond over this with Ty um, to what she believes is like a successful bond. Um, yeah. You really think that you guys have something there because you're both survivors. Ab- absolutely. Gotcha. Um, she sees the mark of Godzilla on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. For Savy. Um, is it common knowledge that Sabi created the ruse test? I would say so. Sabi's got to be a kind of lo- mid mid level celebrity in uh, Altatopia. Yeah, yeah. I think that that their face was out about it enough that, like, even if they don't like to talk about it, it's known. And do they make it clear that they're trying to like that they don't they would ultimately they would delete it if they could or how close to the chest did they play that? I think they play that pretty close. Like okay. they're they're here on like luck and wishes, so I think that'll that'll happen very later. So maybe maybe Carol wants to like learn from you, like learn the tricks from you. Like I almost picture her like uh, someone who doesn't not familiar with the technology or something, trying to like figure it out, and you know, like someone that just got on Facebook kind of an energy you know like i'm trying to figure this thing out and you know it quite well and um every time she comes close to failing it she's like i think i just can you i don't know if that was quite the right way to say it so maybe she looks to you for information like insider mm-hmm. information um and for like, IT support. Yeah, yeah like yeah. IT support, but like also with respect, like she can't figure out why people think she's unfit for service. <laughs> and you know. <laughs> I do, I do. This, this sounds like uh, Sabi's cool, uh, slightly psychotic aunt uh, trying to yes. learn how to use yeah. AOL. Yes, yeah. that's the energy I want. <laughs> okay, so yeah. then your belief is that, that Sabi can teach you something unique about piloting your, your mech. Yes. Yep. 
And then um, I think with Roosevelt, You know, it's interesting. I forgot to mention in her opening, I did have a note here that I think maybe her skills, quote unquote, her skills uh, with a psychic link to Godzilla may have taken her down the path of like being a private investigator or something. Um, and it is unclear, if, like almost like a Sherlock, a lot of intuition, a lot of, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, it's unclear if she's good at it or not, but she that that is her like before she was a history, mech pilot yeah. history. So I feel like she has some subtlety, even though she deeply feels this link to Godzilla. She's, she feels some subtlety about it. And I think she'd be off put by Roosevelt's blatant challenge to Godzilla. Like she equally hates it, but she's like, you're going about this the wrong way. So she, mm -hmm. she finds Roosevelt a little bombastic in his approach. Fair. To say the least, geez. Yeah. So, so uh, Carol believes that Roosevelt um, is going about it the wrong way. Yeah. Has like, the wrong approach. Yeah. Good head on your shoulders, good energy, but like, what is this? And the car? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit weird. Uh, I heard I heard Godzilla fart, but that I know of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's almost like the more normal things in this context of Carol, like yeah. <laughs> communing with Godzilla's farts. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but she can't she can't uh, understand it or it seems ludicrous to her. Okay. And then she proceeds to say something even more ludicrous. Do you feel of the three of them that you have a stronger connection with one over the other? Probably Ty, right? Yeah, I think Ty I, I would consider myself having the right. strongest connection with, but you know, Sabi I don't think Ty really understand I feel like Ty doesn't have anything to offer me, like to teach me. I just feel like emotionally connected to Ty. I feel like maybe save, I'll like come to save me for advice. So it's, Got it. it's close in that regard. All of this to say that you have one four tick clock for each one of these relationships. On your second page of your character sheet, you'll see uh, other pilot names or where they can go at least. And you will make a note that because Ty is closest to you, you have two clicks, two ticks out of four. And with everyone else, with Sabi and Roosevelt, you have one tick out of four. And all of you, all of your goals should be to try to uh, communicate with each other, interact with each other, because at the end of every session, if you've successfully kind of prodded uh, uh, histories and tragedies and openings from each other, you gain XP from this interaction. So it's worth having these moments of getting to know each other, whether it's good or bad. Great. All right, so let's move on to Ty. Ty, give me uh, your beliefs of your other pilots. Forgot to say this, I'm using the officer playbook. So Ty has a habit of viewing things from a tactical point of view first. So for Carol, at the forefront, it is the thing of she has shown an ability, a connection to Godzilla that'll get me closer to the goal of getting my get back. Secondarily, she has shown a closeness to me that does break through a bit of the sociopathy that he has developed in his <laughs> as a lawyer. Like right. It's like uh, when Dexter says, no, I can't do that. I'm fond of her. He has a fondness for Carol that... Uh, that he is not willing to admit, but he he, uh, he 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 would be sad if anything happened to her or something close to it. Sure. 
It does sound like, though, you have a belief that Carol can get you to your drive goal. Yes. Yes, she could. Love it. Um, with Ruse, this goes back to what I was just saying about where we'll be starting out. If she, if, excuse me, if they are the ones that created this test that we all have to take, just by his very nature, he would seek out the person that created this test in, in order to try and cheat this test every single time. Um, I believe that they're the type of people that need to survive Godzilla into this new world that we're trying to create. They're the actual good people that we are fighting for. Gotcha. So so there's almost kind of a... Uh, Sabi's on a bit of a... Uh, what's it called? A platform Pedest or something where you... Yeah, yeah, a pedestal. They, yeah. Uh, to you in your eyes. Okay, great. Uh, what about Roosevelt? Yeah. Roosevelt... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roosevelt. I was messaging yeah. Caleb about this earlier. I think Roosevelt and I are just bros. Just bros. Like, <laughs> just the bro down. Bros. I was just like, we, I, I, I mentioned to Caleb just like this inglorious bastards meets uh, Pacific Rim type yeah. deal where like I'm Aldo Rain and he's... Uh, He's Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> Roosevelt is my guy. If I need, like, if I can't physically do something, like, if it's an actual physical fight, I know somewhere out of the out of nowhere, Roosevelt is going to join that fray and oh, knock for out sure. everybody for me if I can't do it. Like, yep. so it, it sounds like you have, like, kind of an unshakable belief in, in Roosevelt that he yeah. can do no wrong. That he because can always he, bring I it believe home. he truly is the ace. I, tr like, I want him on my team because you, I, I need him on my team. Like, I know if everyone else fails, the ace is probably going to come through at the end of it. Love that. To remind you all that beliefs can both be uh, kind of made to be proven true or incorrect. So maybe if Roosevelt doesn't have a good day of rolls, which very rarely happens for Caleb, unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he drops the ball and, and it, it affects your belief in him. So let's move on to Zach Ruse. Talk to me about your beliefs about your fellow jockeys. Okay, I think um, immediately, like when you were describing Carol, I was like, Sabi's bought into absolutely everything you're fucking saying about Godzilla. Sabi doesn't know enough about Godzilla to even dispute that. Like, sure, it's good to have somebody on the inside. We can't even control that. I don't have the science for that. So good for you. Um, I believe everything you say about that. Um, Ty, I think we were talking about being like, like that we had done shifty stuff maybe at one point in the past. Yeah. And yeah. I, th I think Sabi knows that sometimes you're full of shit, but I think, I don't, I, I think they, they believe that you also have that like military literacy that they don't have. Mm -hmm. So they are actually looking to you for most of this mission. Like, like I think I think we have the same thoughts about each other. How do we translate that into a belief about Ty? I think that. Ooh, maybe Sabie not exactly the what same about thing. Ty? I think Sabi believes that that Ty can. Maybe maybe Ty is the only leader appropriate for this mission or something like that? I think so. Yeah, I think it's it's the right amount of like shiftiness and actual um like understanding of the situation. Uh Ruse or not Ruse, um the mayor. 
Um, I, <laughs> I don't, I think, I think I believe <laughs> that. <laughs> yes. Do you believe the hype? <laughs> I do. Oh, uh, that's really that's really tough. Let me let me let me look at my description. I mean, if if uh, Ty and and Roosevelt are bros, I need somebody to think a little bit less of Roosevelt. Yeah, I'm like somebody oh, who's I like. Okay, okay, okay <laughs> yeah. that's good to know. How Carol dare you? Yeah, I just I just think after no matter what, after this is all said and done, the history that needs to be known will be told by the mayor. Not necessarily the truth. But the way that this needs to go down, I think the mayor's got it. We don't even have to talk about it. So history will be told by the mayor, you're saying? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. That's like the, the fortune that you got in your fortune cookie. <laughs> Whoa. Your, written will be, your history will be written by the mayor. Oh, my God. The mayor writes the history. Okay, <laughs> in, intro to Hamilton just starts playing for no reason. <laughs> I was younger I'm than not, you are now. <laughs> not exactly sure what this is going to look like, but I'm here for it. A mess, and I'm here for it too. History will be written by the mayor, is what I'm writing. Sabi, because it sounds like Carol is maybe your closest connection, or that you kind of feel the most, or do you feel Ty is your closest connection? I I think maybe Carol, only because I feel like if I if, if Carol's like this ruse test is coming up, I'm gonna make that like my focus because I'm like, oh shit, that's fucked up. So give yourself two out of four for Carol's connection with you, and then Ty and Roosevelt both get one. And then Caleb, Caleb, why don't you talk to me about your beliefs about all the other players? So when it comes to Carol, I think that um, Roosevelt wholeheartedly believes Carol is the best way to locate and defeat Godzilla. I think that he has no perception of how much Carol dislikes him. Um, but like hearing these ruminations around G-Force, like, yeah, I heard they got a girl. I can just locate wherever the bastard is at all times. I got a user. So I think that Roosevelt sees her as like this ultimate weapon that was sent by like heir of destiny to guide me to sacred purpose. Um, and so Carol is like the answer to him. So I do think that he leans on like a, can you can you smell them? You know, yeah. like I think that. What are your know? Godzilla I see? Yeah. yeah, what are your Godzilla I see? <laughs> I do you must think know where he is. Like Carol is not used to that kind of belief, and <laughs> so like for a moment she takes to it like a flower to the sun, and then she sees it's Roosevelt, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that that's where I think I am with that. So belief is is that Carol is the secret to taking down Godzilla. Um. For Ruse, I think that um, Roosevelt really misunderstands what the Ruse test is supposed to be. Good, good. And he is a man who violently needs therapy, <laughs> but refuses to take any sort of Ruse test. So he's like, I'll just go talk to the guy that invented the computer. And so okay. Ruse is like backdoor therapy to him, whether they really offered it or not. And so when when Roosevelt has complex thoughts, which is not often, mm -hmm. he's going to take those complex thoughts to Ruse um, and just sort of talk at them and then be convinced it was the best therapy he's ever got. And be like, ah, oh, thanks champ, see you next time. Um, Good. 
that's where I'm at there. So you believe Sabi is a great form of therapy, just talking yeah. to her? Yeah, I believe that Sabi is the only way that I'm going to process anything in my mind. It's Peter Parker um, and it's Gargoyle. Yeah. <laughs> and then with Ty, I think that um, Roosevelt is like full goon for, for Ty. Like he is like, you know, the, the guy following. You're that new Captain America in, in the Winter Soldier <laughs> show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, the boss never does anything wrong. Um, <laughs> because I think that that Ty is his legal counsel and he, he's an idiot. He should have never been a mayor in the first place. You should definitely be in at least one or two kind of legal battles. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that there's, you know, many times over the years where, where Roosevelt has said something completely off the cuff, you know, never should have said to the American people. Mm -hmm. And then he had to have this long conversation with Ty where Ty was just like, I'll take care of it, but you're fine. It's going to be fixed in the morning. And so I think his belief is that Ty, um, Ty can only can do no wrong. Ty can do no wrong to me. That's exactly um, always, what I have written. Always has the best idea in mind for me. And I, I think that could easily be like a, a positive and a negative because God, who can live up to that? But also Roosevelt is so in love with this guy and what he's done for him. He's like fiercely loyal. I, I very much picture him as like just an attack dog, a really good hunting dog. Um, and of course, Ty would love that because... A dog doesn't ask for much outside of being fed, you know? Um, and that's where I'm at. I love all of these connections, unless anyone has any other input. Uh, I see, Zach, you mentioned you wanted to ask a question of Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's Roosevelt's ice town? Is Oh, like his big like political blunder? Yes. I feel like he made like a strong petition to make NASCAR like the country's national sport. Um, okay. And in doing so, like disparaged other sports and basically was like highly against baseball for years and went on like long ranting diatribes about how baseball sucks shit um, and just had every professional sports organization against him for years. Um, when you have a limited amount of space, the way Altatopians do, is baseball the best game to continue or would like pickleball oh, or tennis? NASCAR. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's the national sport of Al Altatopia? Now yeah, that all that shit's gone. That's something we can decide but now. It's I mean, handball. You got to play it inside. Handball's pretty good. Sometimes in the dark. <laughs> Ultimate frisbee. Or, or what's something that like replicates Godzilla in sport form? Like that's what I'm thinking. Is like, it's like a trying to like 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 run, trying to climb the tower like, or something. Is it yeah. is it hide and seek? It might be hide and seek. Oh my god, it's hide and seek. <laughs> hide and seek hide and, and tag. Seek. Like, yeah. ultimate, like that ultimate yes. tag where they have like parkour dudes doing yes. freaking that. <laughs> So ultimate tag in the dark, you have the fluorescent lighting on the armor and stuff so you can see people. Yeah, and someone but, is like Godzilla in it. Like they're in big bulky armor or whatever. Yeah, yeah and each team has to like try and tackle him first or something. <laughs> Alright, ultimate tag is now canon. Good. Oh, beautiful. I love all these connections. I think what is left now is to um, go over a couple of notes. One of them is uh, that you guys will be gaining XP the more that you play into your drives, express your history, your tragedy, and your opening. When you struggle with your beliefs, both in other players and of yourself, if you gain any scars, and if you use your quirks. 
which will define in the, the character playbooks. There will be one or two difficult moral decisions that the group must make throughout the game. I want to encourage you all to play up the interpersonal drama as you debate what the best move is for the squad, but remember it's about the squad. We're all playing together, so let's not be too factional in our uh, 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 roleplay. Think about your favorite sci-fi or your action films. They are usually succinct and they are driven by the actions of the main characters. As a note, your mech sizes have been doubled from what is in the book uh, to deal with the fact that you are so much smaller than Godzilla. A light-sized mech will be 60 feet in height, a medium-sized will be 90 feet, and a heavy is 120 feet in height. Godzilla, however, is over 250 feet tall, or 80 meters, and I suspect that I'll have to use both feet and meters as Roosevelt will refuse to use the metric system. Yeah, there's no way in hell. I don't I, know what the fuck a kilometer is. I'd like to imagine your entire thing is custom-built. Your your uh, HUD display and everything inside your mecha, because oh, it's yeah. all like metric, or excuse me, imperial. <laughs> Every mechanic on Altatopia hates working with me in any facet because I need on-the-spot conversions. <laughs> None of it talks to each other. Like, they're all running Macs and running PC, baby. Yeah, exactly. You're the one guy <laughs> running Android. So all of your mecha should serve as some varying level of field controller. Your weapon types should effectively control Godzilla on the battlefield, and with good rolls, they will succeed. Bullets, explosives, that sort of ordinance does not have as much effect. So you need to be creative. Some examples. Maybe one of your weapons is drone swarms that can't be targeted by Godzilla's atomic breath and mass. Maybe you have maser cannons, uh, which I described to you as fusion-based energy beam weapons that do seem to irritate Godzilla more than typical weapons. Theoretically, enough masers could destroy Godzilla's body. Oxygen destroyer weaponry, most effective where water is present. You could create something like an absolute zero ray that freezes and then breaks the target apart on a molecular level. Make sure to get creative. Uh, feel free to give your weapons elaborate, dazzling effects, but they should always be geared towards distracting or immobilizing Big G. Speaking of Godzilla, any actions taken against Godzilla will always begin from a risky position, and with poor rolls, it could easily de-escalate into, or escalate into desperate uh, positions. But the only way you can have a controlled position against Godzilla is if you are using an ability that your pilot or your squad playbook calls for, for you to increase or, or improve your position, or you spend stress to improve your position. If you are unable to resist an attack by Godzilla's atomic breath, it will deal an automatic level three damage. You can attempt to resist it, but it will be knocked down to level two. His tail and full body attack will cause level two damage. His claws, teeth, and any smaller attacks will cause level one damage. And of course, we established that a headbutt uh, will cause level 3 damage as well. Uh, you will be rewarded for your tactics, and you will come to regret rolling poorly if you get too close to Godzilla. He oh. is lethal. Does anyone have any questions about Godzilla, his mythology, how he works, the, the mechanics behind him? Godzilla doesn't talk. Does he? Godzilla does not talk. Uh, cool. Whether he communicates through a psychic link with... Uh, Carol, we'll, we will find out. 
Okay. In one movie, he did talk, the American dub, and it was really dumb. Okay. Good. He talked to another monster. It was like, hey, go check out what's going on in Japan. It was really dumb. But that was the 70s. Okay. So is Godzilla the only kaiju? Is he Mothra is the only kaiju you have ever seen. Okay. Okay. This is a very kind of focused, it's more like reminiscent of Shin Godzilla, right. uh, where there is one monster, one mythology. Um, as to whether more show up, we will see. And like in a lot of Godzilla fiction, he's either one like noble beast. Like I am, you know, I have complex thought, I have complex ethics. And then in some, he's also like intelligent. In our like interpretation of him, at what we've seen and known of him, do we know him to have motive or if he is he big lizard? He appears to be intelligent in the sense that he has learned after decades of fighting G-Force. He knows what you look like. He knows what to anticipate when you show up. He is mostly a savage animal, mm -hmm. but after so many decades of him after studying his path across the earth for so many decades, it does clearly seem to be some intent in that almost every major metropolitan city on the planet has been targeted by him and all that remains are the places where he can't reach basically in the mountains mm. so there mm. is very much a targeted personal attack by godzilla i think ty would definitely have like a pepe sylvia board just tracking this <laughs> mm -hmm. And then correlating that with whatever Carol has said to him, just pins on the board with whatever. <laughs> and like, in terms of us, are we as a squad brought together specifically for Godzilla at the like instance of this? Is this something we're going to get into? Or I, I don't know if this question makes sense here, but like, are we Godzilla killing squad number one? In, in your dreams, you're Godzilla killing squad, because as I've established for several generations, he's been unkillable. Uh, <laughs> well, you you yeah, are no. you are a part of G-Force, which is, which is specifically focused around Godzilla. That isn't to say that there are mecha being used for commercial or uh, uh, private reasons. Uh, maybe businesses might have mecha to move things around, but your mm -hmm. mecha are designed to fight Godzilla. Okay. Could I possibly change my drive slightly? Of course, that's what Session Zero yeah. is for. Because I think it, it it came off more as I want to kill Godzilla for getting back at me. Uh, for, I want to get back, like, kill him for crushing my building. Um, I think it, it's more so because of my level of pettiness, I want to spite him. And if through all of the, all of the research I've done, what Carol has told me, if it looks like he's going out of his way to destroy humanity, the best spite I would be able to get is to ensure that our plan goes forward. And that's getting us off world to out of out of whatever the hell he's doing. And gotcha. if for some reason uh, a giant bomb goes off in a, in a flashback, I planted a giant bomb that implodes the planet and therefore destroys all things that Godzilla wants and wants to take over. Uh, I'm okay with that. That will come across that bridge when we get to it. But uh, I don't think mine is purely to just kill Godzilla. I think it is to spite him and what better way is to get get the people that he's been killing off the planet because once to be clear then is the drive 
just to spite Godzilla or is the drive to see the great plan succeed? I would say to see the great plan succeed okay. is my actual drive. So let's move into our final phase. Just want to talk a little bit about gameplay, remind you all what gameplay looks like. Oh yeah, go ahead, Elsa. Sorry, just one amendment to my drive too. Um, I want to defeat Godzilla is my big one, but specifically use my psychic link for a reason. Like find out the reason that I have this, what I consider to be this ability um, and use that to defeat him is specifically my, my preferred method. Like, what's it all for, for Carol? Come to understand your psychic powers. Yep. So let's just talk about the gameplay, and then we're going to build our squad playbook. The gameplay is typically broken into two sections. There is the downtime activities, where you guys can make rolls to do things. You will always have three downtime activities. And then there will be the missions. Usually a, a whole session will be broken up in those two sections. When you want to do something in the game, you make an action roll. And then we discuss what the position that you are in is and the effect if the role succeeds if you fail this role you can try to negate the consequences at the cost of filling your stress meter as a warning to anyone watching this game uh, if you are here to learn how to play the game please be aware that we are all new to this game and so some of us might make mistakes including myself if we get a rule wrong or do something that is mechanically not what is written we ro really don't need to hear about it we're just trying to have a good time and we're trying to use Beam Saber as a system to tell a fun story. But as we begin our game, I will kind of talk about position and effect and all the other abilities to help our players make their decisions. So let us build our squad playbook. First, we need to choose your squad's patron faction. In this case, I think I've kind of made the decision for us in the world building that you work for an oligarchy, uh, which is typically a group of people who are in charge and they have absolute say and nobody can kick them out uh, unless they mysteriously die or something like that, which the summit is full of stories like that. The summit, which is this oligarchy, is usually full of military types, folks that have moved up within either G-Force or the government uh, of the summit. Let us open up a squad playbook and decide what kind we want to play. We have a few options. One of them is the consulate. There is the front line, logistics, mechanized cavalry, profiteers, R&D, recon, and redacted. Of those, the ones that seem to make the most sense are either front line, mechanized cavalry, maybe R&D, um, or we could try to make one of our own. Do any of them speak out to you in particular, guys? Can, can I make a pitch for Redacted? Okay. I, I, I mean, Redacted is like off off the record, you know, running team, right? It, it says execute a successful accident, disappearance, murder, or ransom operation. I think that, like, I think that maybe we could be the team that was like the 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 long shot the the like g-force like well maybe they're right you know we we have all these special circumstances especially one where we think there might be a psychic link so in my mind i'm thinking back to like in the world wars where like you know both sides were like well sure we'll throw some money at people who are making bat bombs and checking if werewolves are real <laughs> maybe we're that redacted team where they're like at their last straw and they're like Maybe Carol's got something. Maybe we were following the psychic link. 
maybe they're gonna kill Godzilla directly, like an assassin hit job. And this is our big secret operation to see if that psychic link is real. I do think Redacted would work for the story that uh, will unfold because you will be asked to take on a particular mission that would probably be Redacted anyways. There you go. Do we all like this idea of Redacted? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So we've chosen our playbook. Is it safe to say that we wouldn't have the same celebrity status as some of the other jockeys? Well, I think that you can still have that celebrity status. I just think that the parameters of the mission will be redacted. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Right? So it might be sold to the public one way, but you're actually doing something else. If that makes sense. Cool. Mm-hmm. We are going to create a NPC who is a direct superior to you all. I need you to come up with together somebody who assigns you the missions, who is typically your go-between between you and the summit, uh, someone who you will interact with often. I have a list of contacts just by proxy of my my uh, playbook. I have Lavender, a strong fixer, Henry, a moralistic bodyguard, Peaches, a corrupt officer, and Virgil, a loyal pilot. Uh, because there are varying levels of officer. Uh, <laughs> I think... I think Peaches could possibly be it. <laughs> peaches is good. We're here because of Peaches. There's a, probably an actual name, and I just call them Peaches. Yeah. Well, no maybe that's their call sign. It, yeah. Yep. Or, yeah. Why you? Why they call me Peaches? Come on, man. And it walks away <laughs> eating, a, eating a big-ass peach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have our corrupt officer who is kind of our liaison, you know, give, feeding us intel, making sure that we're getting done what we want to get done, yeah. not necessarily what the summit wants. That's cool. I mean, I like that it could introduce a conflict even at the higher level with the sure. summit. Um, that's really neat. Okay, got it. And, and maybe Peaches is higher up than Ty in some way, some connection in the bureaucracy. Well, um, I like that, you know, maybe Peaches is part of their undercover sting because this mission is, of course, off the books. Maybe Peaches was a lot deeper in cover than even Ty knew. And then that mission came down and was like, hey, I got the big one for you. And Ty, you're my man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looping you in. They needed a team and you guys were, were who we wanted. I also like the circumstance that maybe they got us this big, you know, kill Godzilla, you know, the mission of a lifetime, but they did so under the predication that they're going to get some of theirs too. Like maybe there's something Mm -hmm. else that they want out of this. So like we all signed up because we want to take down Godzilla. Uh, Peaches maybe signed up because they want something a little extra off of that to, to play into the, you know, like a uh, corrupted official. Yeah. yeah. So, something that the summit does not want. Yeah. I, I think there yeah. should be like some sort of fundamental conflict there. I mean, maybe it's, they want to gain a position within the summit and the summit just, you know, doesn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And if this mission goes correctly, they have no choice, but to be like, well, fuck, he was the leader of this last mission. It would look very weird if we didn't <laughs> we did give it. them the, the the promotion that the next next tier up is to be a part of the summit. Yeah. I think they know whatever we do is going to be done extremely loudly. 
So <laughs> they have to... we're going we're gonna to get to the squad's reputation in just a second. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So we have a direct superior, Peaches, who is the corrupt officer who wants to gain a position with this in the summit and is using you to kind of gain that clout and and obviously helping you in that. Uh, in that in turn because we've chosen an oligarchy or because an oligarchy is the obvious choice i want you on your squad faction playbook to put one dot in personnel and you will gain one trust with this uh employer we'll we'll say it says that you gain it after every mission you'll gain plus one if you succeed but i'll say that you already have one or that you start with one uh so the personnel goes up to one and your trust tick goes up by one then we are going to choose a reputation for the squad. When you reinforce your reputation on a mission, the squad marks XP. And as the squad gains XP, you gain more room for personnel, for uh, abilities, things like that. The squad's reputation should be a word or a phrase that the squad already embodies or strives toward, but does not directly speak to their competence. For instance, skilled is a bad reputation. Try daring instead. And the squad gets XP at the end of the session by living up to their reputation. So, Zach, what was your suggestion for the reputation? Oh, I said that we were going to be very loud, but I would also submit extra. Yeah. <laughs> I love extra. It, it's got to be something weird, you know? Like, we are the off-color choice. Yeah. How do you... I don't the know. The off-color choice is a little hard to... Yeah, yeah. I just, in, in terms of that's what we got to shoot for. I think extra is close to. I mean, basically, wild card is kind of what yeah, we're referring here. Wild card is very wild good. Card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Chaos group. Yeah. I, I kind of like the idea of leaving the wild card team down as everybody leaves the planet. <laughs> like, yeah. just leave them down on the planet to uh, cause as little problems as possible. Yeah. Okay, so we have chosen our reputation as wild cards. As you succeed through missions and you try to live up to your reputation, you will gain XP as a squad. Uh, we've chosen our playbook. We are going to choose a forward operating base. Now, um, I think that our forward operating base when we begin the game is usually pretty weak, but I am going to uh, make it a little bit stronger. So I just see a title for the forward operating base. So I'm just going to say we just have to come up with the concept and we can run with it. You have the resources of the summit at your disposal, so it can be totally... Uh, way cooler than maybe the game wants it to be at first. May I make a suggestion? Yeah. Hmm. There is a famous ship in Godzilla called the Gotengo. It is basically a submarine with a big drill on the end of it. <laughs> that is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> It would be cool to have, like, the Gotengo come out of the ground and you launch out of it and, awesome. and face off against Godzilla. Yeah, That's I'm really cool. all about that. Yeah, that is... <laughs> just the... What happens? Does It has a track, or does it just inevitably fuck up what it's parked on? Like... It looks like it flies. Yeah. yeah we can say that it flies, too. I don't care. Because in the new one, it's got, like, jet engines. <laughs> um... Yeah, I love that. And I, I love the idea of it, like, docking into the side of, like, a, a cave mouth on uh, Altatopolis. Like, we land it into the side of this big hangar. I think that'd be awesome. I love that idea. See, I was going to say the the Dai Gunsan from Gurren Lagann, but this one's better. Mostly okay, you like this one better. Just because the Dai Gunsan is a literal mech that has yeah. 
a forward extension on it, so it has legs and walks, and then it just has basically the, <laughs> the same thing that uh, planes fly off of as its base. Yeah. I do want to. I just feel like like there's something in the drill that shouldn't be. So when it spins, like it's like I don't know if that's like the washroom. So that's sort of a. <laughs> But there's a it's reason. where the laundry is done. All the laundry yeah. is yeah. done there. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Now added to the lore. Laundry room Thank in you. the drill portion. Thank you. Uh, so, okay. So we're going to use the Gotengo. And, and it you know, we can decide. Uh, I think we're kind of deciding now that it can either go underground. Or maybe it uses underground to get up to Altatopia. And it can also fly if we wanted to. We are going to choose two squad abilities. If you look at the redacted abilities, there's a couple of them. Normally you get to choose one. I'm giving you two to show off a little bit of uh, experience and because it's fun to play with toys in our games. Um, let's talk about what ones look attractive to us. Okay, so we have deadly. Each pilot may add plus one action rating to hunt, prowl, or struggle. Yes. Uh, dire needs due to hard one respect and contacts. Your employers understand the necessity of what you do. You can choose not to lose trust from breaking ROE related to the treatment of civilians and enemy soldiers. Uh, Biosolvent. The squad has trained in the special application of a topical solvent that quickly dissolves dead <laughs> flesh. No traces. When you keep an operation quiet or make it look like an accident, Ooh, you get half the rep value of the target rounded up instead of zero. Sponsor, when you advance to advance your tier, it costs half the supply points it normally would. Predators, when you use stealth or subterfuge to commit murder, take plus one die to the engagement roll. Vipers, when you acquire or craft poisons, you get plus one. I didn't know we could make poisons. You get plus one result level to your roll. And veteran, choose a special ability from another squad playbook. So obviously a very focused on doing dark, dirty things kind of playbook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm immediately drawn to sponsor. I feel like it'd be great if NASCAR no. stuck with Roosevelt this whole time. And God, that's our secret genius. redacted squad is sponsored by NASCAR. But the beautiful thing about that is every sort of piece of supply we get from them is still sponsored. So like, we only drink like NASCAR monster energy or like... Oh, that's so good! I love that, Alice. If we oh succeed, we like un-Greek the the mech so it shows that NASA is all over it. <laughs> so, God, it's oh. our magical girl transformation. <laughs> I love that. I think that's rocking. I mean, if you if you successfully keep the operations that you will be going on quiet, it's a good way to to gain some some rep. Um, when, no, when we do it says, no traces. When it says quiet, does it just mean we don't tell anyone what we're doing or we literally can't be loud on said mission? No, no, no. I think it's like you just don't reveal what you actually did. Oh, yeah, I think we can that do that. That be fun. It's more of a social, uh, you know, benefit. I think that would also be like a lot of fun for this group because we are so inherently loud that I think it would create really interesting situations of seeing us try to be quiet. I do, I do like that dichotomy. Yeah. <clears throat> if you just want to choose something that is actually useful in combat, Deadly seems like a Deadly's good one. Deadly's really good, too. Yes, Deadly. I think Sponsor for sure is where I'm at. I love that idea. Um, I don't know about the second, though. It could be fun to look at Veteran, too, and see what we could pull from something else. I'm going to... Yeah, I put a vote for Deadly and Veteran just to 
look through other Definitely stuff. Veteran. Yeah, that's my vote for the other two. Outside, a part of me kind of feels that if you do settle on a different, if you choose veteran, you go with a different option for a squad playbook. You might as well maybe play that squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very true. I mean, I'm fine with so sponsor is such a flavored one that maybe deadly is just a nice boost for our stats. Yeah, yes, yeah. something especially that's with role play, eight. and then especially in strategic with deadly, especially just with an ace and an infiltrator. Oh, I, I've neglected to mention. I, I, I think I'm like very. I'm like ninety percent sure I'm going to be a scout. I really oh. like the. I feel like it fits her her vibe a little bit better. Yeah. So we've chosen our squad abilities. Let's choose some upgrades. Normally you just use two. I'm going to allow you to choose three. Uh, the squad upgrades typically on the uh, playbook. Uh, two of them are automatically filled. In this case, under training, insight, and prowess have been filled. And then you guys can um, fill in three other ones. These can be used in a narrative manner the way your abilities can, where you call upon uh, some of these different things. For instance, maybe you want to have very special pilot weapons, uh, or maybe you want to have an FOB that is hidden. There's a whole bunch of different options here. Personally, like motor pool for obvious Roosevelt reasons. I think it'd be really cool if we just had a whole garage of different mechs and you know, uh, you know, a vehicle for every um, aspect. I think this there's a reason. Like Sabi would want that as well. Because doesn't yeah she uh, they like to pick and choose different pieces and put put it on their back. <laughs> yeah, and if we're NASCAR sponsored. Yeah. They gotta send us the cars, man. For the experience. I will also submit Hologrid because I feel Ooh. like if we're doing ruse test tutoring, that's what yeah. it's gonna happen in. Um, yeah, I feel like some weird fun scenes could happen in there. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we thinking Hologrid? Like, I'm thinking of that room in Star Trek that they could make into fucking anything. Yes, I was thinking about the room in Community because I haven't seen oh, Star Trek, yeah. but that's exactly... <laughs> the Community room is the Star Trek room, so we're good. Okay, good. <laughs> then yes. Yeah, Hologrid. All right, so the Gotengo has a Hologrid. So a first level motor pool means you pay half the material cost rounded up when procuring new vehicles. At the second level, the squad and its cohorts gain access to load three temporary vehicles for free. Mm. So um, I will interpret that as you have whatever vehicles you need outside of your mechs uh, and you pay half the material cost for new vehicles. And that will really only happen if if one of your mechs are destroyed. Well then, I, I don't know. I I like the flavor of that, but maybe not the mechanics. Well, it's a but we want like a like a garage, right? Kind of just yeah. like a okay. Yeah, I mean there is the the workshop. Yeah, the I was just looking at that. hack lab, the that, trophies room, the trophy room. That's mine. <laughs> I don't, that has that, legs. We should use that's it. The, that's the upgrade I wasted on is having a trophies room on a planet we're abandoning. <laughs> I'm honestly down for it. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right, we'll waste a, no. a bit, an upgrade and go to. No, what does no. it do for us? I'm not Let's, doing that. I don't think it does. Let's anything. see. Let's see. Tr- uh, trophy. Troll F. Oh, no, it does. Down. You get plus one rep per mission. Word of your accolades earned or collected gets around. Your boldness boosts your rep in the military. That mm, makes that sounds like us. perfect sense. I will say that what that would uh, translate to is you could probably more easily 
trick the higher-ups because they trust you more than other right. folks. So uh, if you're just looking to uh, undermine the trust that you've built with the summit, that's what you would want to do for sure. I, I, I'm willing to take that throwaway joke and turn it into something useful. <laughs> and that's uh, the spirit of RPGs right there. There you go. <laughs> we have a trophy room and a hollow grid. Anything else? Yeah, so I'm going back and forth between the book and the read-only sheet, but I saw quality pilot weapons, vehicle weapons, gear, like just kind of that basic things that we'll be bringing with oh. us and using. Do we want to upgrade those? Mm. Your vehicle weapons are better quality in addition to quality bonuses from the squads tier and the fine descriptor. In addition to the quality bonuses. I oh, I see. So it would it would basically it would probably improve your position uh, more often. Okay. Or mm. lessen I'm the totally consequences. Down to that. And it would go in line with our pick one role play throwaway and one strategic thing we could actually use. The messed up thing is I'd been looking at the same thing, Allison, the entire time, and even then I still was just like, the trophy room. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have I, just, I like the idea that every major conversation and role play moment we have happens in the trophy room. <laughs> it's the only place we, we hang out. Oh and the gosh. trophy room is really just going to be like, remember this battle where these people survived? Because there is yeah. no, no one's beaten him yet. Yeah. Actually, I'll take that back. I'll t I take that back. In the lore, Godzilla has technically been killed. Uh, I don't Ooh. know if you guys read the extended lore, but Godzilla has like been decimated where they could not find his body. But he does always come back. So maybe in the trophy room, there are a couple of instances where... Godzilla technically was wiped off the planet, but he always comes back. Now that biosolvent's looking good now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we kill yeah. him and then just make sure there's not a trace. No, not the working. other one I was looking at was um, some sort of like tunneling or... Oh, uh, oh, secret routes. Yeah, secret routes sounded cool Ooh. as well. Just like a little... A little edge for us, but I think that has a little bit more uh, personality to it. Okay, so it sounds like secret routes, uh, insight and, and prowess, trophy room, and hollow grid. We've chosen the reputation of wild card. Uh, we will choose our faction's goals once we begin a mission. Finally, I'd like to name the squad. What is the nickname or the call sign or the just kind of the common known name for our squad. You gotta think of what we all have in common. Bruce. We're investigating the 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 psychic link. Yeah. What, what were you saying, Ruse? No, I was gonna say Ruse, Mayor, the Judge, and Dreamlink slash Brain. Just our call signs put together. All together? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what do they all have in common? What do they have in common? <laughs> we thought of nothing. It was just our names. It Bruce Mayor the Judge Dreamlink. Team B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did he... oh, they I, like the, I like the thought that we're like the last plan we got before we give up. Plan <laughs> yeah. Y? Yeah, yeah. Like this is the last resort. Like this is this is the end, boys. This, this is, is this the, is it. This is it, yeah. Um something that has the spirit of that. I I don't know what, but like if this don't work, we don't fucking know. We're leaving. Like that's that's the spirit. 
how how short or long do we want this? Like, does this one do we want it to sound like an album name or just like one you word? want it to sound like a cool faction name, like a cool <laughs> squad name? Because like in my head, this is probably a Fallout Boy album or something. But Last Flag Planted kind of came into mind. Ooh, that's cool. Last flag very planted. very emo. But it's very emo. <laughs> I love LFP it. though. I am in email. I mean, the world has ended. Let's, I mean, the world has ended. Those seas are boiling. If I there think... was a time to be emo, it's now. That's the I... album cover. It's the last flag. The boiling sea is all around. Godzilla in, in shadow in the background, and you all standing in poses. Yeah. What, what, what if we call ourselves Last Flag, and it's short for Last Flag Planet? It's got good assonance. Yeah. yeah, Last Flag. I like it. Incredible. Last Flag is the name of our redacted. Squad planted. Yeah, and that's like our catchphrase is planted. We we finish something, we're like planted. Yes. yes. And everybody's like, "What the fuck are they saying to each other?" Planted. Planted. We only whisper it so nobody, truly nobody knows what the fuck we're saying. Planted. 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 They just killed Godzilla. They keep chanting planted. <laughs> That's one of the flags on the back of uh, Roosevelt's oh, yeah. neck is actually <laughs> the last flag. Oh, we're going to put it in Godzilla's chest. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Last flag planted goes in Godzilla. Right there. Oh. Okay, now hear me out. Because does does uh, Roosevelt's mech, I know the car's in the front. Does the car carry through the back? Because that's a license plate. Absolutely. Yes. Great. Great. Now it does. Cool. <laughs> There's absolutely a license plate. All this is amazing. The squad advancement is something I want to talk about to end our session because to advance the experience of the squad, you can do a number of things. You can take one squad XP for each of these items that you manage to progress. Uh, one of them is face off against challenges above your pay grade. I would consider Godzilla one of those to reinforce your squad's reputation or to gain a new one might gain you some XP and then to express the goals, the drives, the inner conflict or the instincts of the squad will also gain you XP. There have been a lot of great prompts so far to, I think, point out like what really makes strong role play and what makes stories interesting and they all award XP. I think that's awesome. Are we going to go through at the end as like a checklist and just kind of assess as a group what we did and didn't accomplish or how does that work at the end of a session? Yeah, basically at the end of a session, we will take five minutes before we wrap up to talk about, all right, what, what did you explore in your character? What did we explore as a squad? Did we hit these goals? And I'll have them listed to remind us and we will mark XP accordingly. And remember that there is your XP and your squad can also gain XP. So, uh, you know, I, I was excited coming into this. Now I'm just ready to play this damn game with all of these yeah. great ideas. This is so cool. I think we're gonna have a great time. Um, folks at home, I hope you enjoyed this. Please stay tuned for the actual episode. Thank you for joining us. If you like this kind of content, please make sure to check us out on Patreon. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen or watch us, as that really helps us with the algorithm gods. Thanks for watching. Players, can't wait to play this game with you. Yeah. Last flag. Planted. Last flag. Godzilla. Planted. Last flag for life. Planted. <laughs> Last. That's we really all, hard. all of our mechs have it tattooed on the home. <laughs> <laughs>